day right here at the moment and I'm so excited to be a part of your day your night or maybe a part of you if you would let me <laughs> yes welcome to another super duper episode of Naomi James podcast and remember it is a podcast show that talks everything entrepreneurship with a means of promoting values in our society Mm-hmm, trust me on that one. My name is Naomi James and also you can call me Kitty, no problem. So on today's episode, I will be sharing the true life story of a man in business, how he started before he started, the disappointment he faced. Um, all I need you to do is listen, learn, and think of how you could start your own business if you haven't, or how you can grow your own business if you have. Because trust me, people who listen to advice, people who listen to um, success stories of other people um, tend to do more in business, tend to grow their business, and tend to have um, more of their business growing uh, yeah and most importantly i would love your feedbacks yes in terms of advice um what um what to do and um when it comes to business just reach out to me by dropping a message in my box at naomiqt26 at gmail.com that's um n-a-o-m-i-k-u-i-t-y-2-6 at gmail.com i love feedbacks yeah now um here's the true story of um of this person i will be sharing with you in a bit here is the story um i need you to listen attentively to the story trust me it is a very interesting one i got an email on the 20th of september I had applied for a job through an online agency which claimed to help people gain employment. The email read, Congratulations, you are invited to our office in Lagos on the 23rd of September to resume work as a senior staff in our marketing department. Congratulations once again. My heart was in my mouth. When I was through with reading the letter, I quickly printed it out and ran with the speed of light to break the news to my wife. Now here is the man who got the letter via his mail. She began to dance rhythmically when I showed it to her. I had been looking for a job for three whole years since I left Gombe State where I did my NYSA program. Augusta, my wife, had been our source of survivor. She sold Moi Moi. Um, for those of you who do not know Moi Moi, Moi Moi is actually a food being made from beans here in Nigeria. 
she sold moi moi with other snacks around my neighborhood and that was what we had always lived by the rent for our one room came from there also this pained me so much i could not imagine myself living from hand to mouth my life would have probably been better if I hadn't got Augusta pregnant before I got my call-up letter. She had insisted that she was going to keep the pregnancy and decided instead to defy her admission in Esuf. Esuf is um, one of the teaching hospitals here um, where we have, uh, is one of the teaching hospitals we have in one of the states here in Nigeria. As the only child whose father died young, my mother insisted that we keep the pregnancy. That was how our daughter Daniela came to the world. And that was how I was thrown into lack and constant financial instability. It got worse when I lost my mom a few months after my youth service. That was why Augusta was happy that at last I had found a job. She was no longer going to be the sole provider and breadwinner of the family anymore. Most often, I felt for her. From the sale of Moi Moi, she had carried me and my daughter on her shoulders for three good years. How will you get to Lagos now? And who will you stay with? She asked worriedly. Of course, I had no idea where I was going to stay in Lagos, even though I was certain she could help me with the transportation fares. Days before, she had told me of a certain rich man who gave out 20,000 naira. When the man returned begging her to divorce me and marry him, she threatened to return his money to him, but I insisted she keep it. Deep inside me, I wished I could have had the effrontery to suggest she marry the man, since I had become completely invalid and could not cater for her and my baby. But if I had said that, Augusta would have cried endlessly. But it pained me constantly that I had not been able to play the fatherly role that I was supposed to play in the house. It really made my heart burn all the time. Sometimes I cried secretly. I don't know anyone I can stay with in Lagos. I mumbled rather dejectedly. Okay. Maybe you will stay in a guest house for at least two days before I think of who to reach out to. She promised. She had stayed with an aunt for four years in Lagos in the past. She was just 22 years old and I was 30, but she seemed to understand the world better than I did. 23rd of September was just three days away. Augusta returned from Hawking Moi Moi the next day with a pair of new shoes, a pair of black trousers, and a white shirt. 
You can't resume work wearing old clothes. She said, that night, she gave me the sum of 19,000 naira and suggested I traveled the next day at night so I could resume work in the morning. That way, I was not going to spend my Sunday in a guest house. And that way, money could be saved. So, I left for Lagos the next day at night. Augusta, my wife, was pleased that I had finally left the world of the unemployed. According to her, no one was going to mock her again. I arrived in Lagos by 6 in the morning. There, I found a very cheap guest house and quickly had my bath. I wore the clothes that Augusta had bought for me and headed straight to where I was to resume work that morning. The commercial motorcyclist that took me there said he had graduated from the university four years before and had also been looking for a job. You are very lucky, my brother, he told me as we rode along to the office where I was to resume work that morning. We were at the office in no time and there I met about 500 people many of whom had traveled from various locations as I had done. All the people I spoke with said they also got the same email that was sent to me. I began to wonder how that small company could recruit all of us. By 9 o'clock, the number had tripled. Many more jobless graduates came from various locations. We were all told to wait as someone was coming to address us soon. That was the most pathetic and inhuman treatment I had ever received. We were all made to sit in the sun. No one dared to leave the venue amongst us for any reason because we were worried that if we went away, we could lose our chances of getting the jobs. Soon. A petite, middle-aged woman came to address us. She said so many of us were about to get the opportunity of a lifetime. A new company was recruiting and they, the agency, had been contracted to interview and employ good hands to work for the company. You are all required to register and fill a form with your passport in it, she told us rather complacently. When you have filled the form, you go into that hall over there and wait. Some people will come and talk to you about the job. Now, we were about 2,000 people. They told us that we must, pay, uh, we must pay for registration and the orientation fee before we would be allow, allowed into the hall. My heart dropped into my stomach the moment I realized that we were each spending 3,000 naira. Initially, I didn't want to pay because I could already smell scam all over the entire process. But when I saw others scrambling to register, I had no choice but to pay with the last money I had on me. Sometimes, you just have to act the gullible 
because you can't tell which one would and could work in your favor. A girl named Maria, who had come all the way from Port Harcourt, told me that. Maria, who gave me the transportation fare back to the guest house that day, because we were later told after having paid 3,000 Naira each to return to our various locations and wait for a call. I knew that call was never going to come. You will be called upon soon, a man who talked to us briefly about marketing and networking said. Never in my entire life had I been so frustrated and used. It dawned on most of us that our situation of being unemployed and desperate had been taken advantage of. I returned to Abuja like a bird bedraggled in the rain. As I cried in my dejectedness, Augusta held me and gently rubbed her hand on my back. I knew that I was blessed having her as a wife. For three whole years, she had been feeding and clothing me while I searched daily for a job to no avail. And never for once in those years had she put a word of scorn against me. When I had finished crying, she wiped my face with the edge of her cloth and began to talk to me in a manner she had never done before. Cold but persuasive. She asked if I love her as much as she does. I was shocked to hear her say that. I turned to her and said I did. Then she said, if you do, be prepared to take my advice. She blinked. I think it's time you did away with this certificate of yours and face reality. Sometimes, God allows us to pass through a phase in life for a reason. Perhaps, you're not supposed to work. You're supposed to create jobs instead. Perhaps, this is the reason why you have not yet gained employment. I looked at her and saw that she meant every word she was telling me. Miserably, I mumbled, but I cannot do business. I know. She said, you can at least wash cars. I know a place close to a mechanic workshop where a river flows. I will talk to the head tomorrow to let us rent the spot and use it for a car wash business. I will get two drums so that at night I will help you fill them up with water from the river. Put a signpost there and start something. You can't continue to lament that there is no job forever when there are things that you could do to put money in your pocket. I wanted to tell her that there was no way I was going to do a demeaning job like that being a graduate. But she was already on her knees pleading with me to swallow my pride and give it a trial. That was how I began to wash cars for a living. At first, 
the cast came in ones and twos because I was not really proud of what I was doing. But when I finally gave it my heart, my clients began to come in droves. Soon, I had a pumping machine with six boys to do the job for me while I collected the money. In no time, I got a shop for my wife to start a restaurant around there. I have been in the business now and we have made so much progress and invested in other businesses. I wonder any paid job that would have done these things for me within a short period of time. I have come to realize that money is usually hidden in debt and until we swallow our pride to do those things that we despise, we might never find it. A very great and interesting story there. A whole lot of graduates have been scammed one way or the other due to being desperate to have a white collar job rather than engaging in business. Trust me, nothing, and I mean nothing, is too small to start with when it comes to business. The big businesses we see and hear of daily started from scratch. Mm -hmm. And the very good thing about this man's story is that he had a very supportive and understanding wife. I mean, that's big. Yes. I remember before I started the business I am into now, it was pretty difficult for me to start. Um, I mean, pretty difficult for me in general. Um, but I got motivation and I was encouraged because I cannot be dependent for so long. And nobody will cater for me for so long. Of course, I had to brace myself up. And here is Naomi today doing so well. Yes, so you have to engage yourself in one business or the other but ensure that the business is legit mm -hmm. yeah my podcast show is open for sponsorship and advert placement in case you want to um you want your brand or your business to be heard of worldwide for more patronage or maybe you want to send me some feedbacks do contact me via mail by sending or, or dro um, dropping a message to my mailbox at naomiqt26 at gmail.com that's n-a-o-m-i-k-u-i-t-y all in small letter 26 at gmail.com naomiqt26 at gmail.com also, you can follow my Facebook page at Naomi James, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Naomi James Cutie. Thank you so much for listening, and I love you so much.